Hello, welcome back to Wandering to Wellness. Nice to see you again. Today it is our top five tips for great sex. It's exciting. We've been wanting to do this one for ages. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, funnily enough. <laughs> <laughs> Valentine's Day is upon us mm. and we want everyone to be having great sex, right? Yes, there is absolutely no greater thing in life than great sex. We all know that it's like better than sex. Really nothing is better than great sex. And great sex has to start with self-pleasure first, mm-hmm. right? There, there is no way to bypass the thing that you are supposed to be able to give yourself and expect somebody else to give it to you instead. I remember having it explained to me like, there is no point trying to play in an orchestra if you can't master your own instrument first. And I've said that. I can't help but laugh. It's good. It's, it's so true though, mm. isn't it? Because if you think about that, like if you bypass the stage of like perfecting your own instrument and then try to play in a cacophony with other people's needs and skill levels, of course it's not going to go well. And it's also about you learning what your pleasure is and you connecting to your pleasure because whether you're with a partner or whether you're not with a partner right now pleasure can still be a part of your life and I think that's one of the things especially in our culture that we forget and especially for women Mm. um it's so common that it's accepted that men have self-pleasure practices but for women it's been this kind of still very shameful very marginalized things and yet female orgasm is really complicated and has so many layers and how can we ever get in touch with understanding what we need what we want what it feels nice for us or what how our body is going to open if we're not actually working on that ourselves first and i'm going to say male pleasure is also pretty complex and it is definitely dumbed down we dumb it down ourselves Mm -hmm. it's on us with lots we can do about it but first to the pelvic floor yes to the pelvic floor so we did a podcast which you guys should definitely check out called the pandemic in the pelvis um with dr brie from vibrant pelvic health and In it, she was talking about this chronic situation that's happening nowadays of pelvic floor tension and that it comes hand in hand with stress, which we will talk about later. But when we are tight, when we are stressed, when we are worried, when we are overscheduled, when we haven't got enough time, everything tightens and we hold, like we always say, our issues in our tissues. And the pelvic floor is such a key one because it's the base of that area where the genitals are. If there's a lot of tension in that area and it's like super, super tight, we're not having blood flow to that area. Blood flow is crucial for orgasm and for pleasure. Um, We are not having lymphatic flow into that area. And all of the nerves can get really constricted. And what that can mean is it can end up with vulvodynia, pain when you have sex, pain after sex. For women, more likely to have thrush or cystitis after sex. That means you're not enjoying sex, so then you're going to have less sex. Um, And for men, it can lead to erectile dysfunction, you know kind of insecurity around erection and that kind of not nothing being really secure because there's just a restriction in blood flow and obviously a male erection just like a a female pleasure needs a whole lot of blood flow to that area so working on your pelvic floor releasing tension from your pelvic floor um, is really key big time and i'm going to say for guys as well definitely one of the most juicy things i've ever found out about me and my sex life is internal orgasm it is Something we learned from Mantuk Chia, you can go way back to 2018 where we did our first podcast with him and our jaws were like on the floor, the sorts of things we were learning about. Things that are talked about and openly discussed in Taoist practices from, you know, Asia, if we talk about Korea or China, but for some reason in the West it's like dirty taboos. So internal orgasm, when we get to each decade, we age in our lives as men, when we ejaculate, we lose life force. It makes sense, right? Women, they build life force with each orgasm and we unfortunately can lose it if we ejaculate. Internal orgasm reverses that practice and it requires a lot of pelvic floor control, pelvic floor tone and understanding of the mechanism and the muscles involved in the sphincters and stuff. So I've been working on that for the last five years and I've never felt better. 
genuinely, it's a really, really big thing. I think, go on. And I think it's also another, it, it feeds into another thing which is really important for better sex, which is taking it away from being end goal oriented. Exactly. Because we still, we still to this day have this really common misconception that good sex has to end in ejaculation mm. by either person. And then when we have that as our goal, as like that's the pinnacle, all we're doing is really trying to head towards that thing rather than enjoying the process along mm. the way. And that can lead us to get funneled down all sorts of blinkered avenues. So when we take the actual ejaculation out of the picture, then we can have this lovely meander where we enjoy all other parts exactly she says picture i say porn mm. boys and girls when we have that picture in our heads referencing that thing that we've seen which is all endpoint goal oriented like we've just discussed pornography destroys libido in the real life one of the things i've done that i'm i think most proud of in my life because it's a big deal because everyone looks at porn i think like there's more hours spent on porn then I think it's like on Pornhub or whatever it is, then there are on like some like Amazon, Google and Facebook to all together combined, something ridiculous like that, the global whatever thing. So yes, giving up pornography, developing your imagination, because we all have them, right? And we all know what it is to, you know, having read books that have like sex scenes and your mind is doing what's going on there. Your mind is kind of developing the image and it's much more potent once you get a handle on it. It's not an easy start, but it's a much better finish. And by that I don't mean, oh, I did. I just did it. Oh, well. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, there's so many reasons. There's so many yeah. reasons as well. But it's also about, like, not getting addicted to that instant fix, isn't it? Mm, exactly. Um, and that's the other thing. I mean, especially with female pleasure, I think there's so many misconceptions about female pleasure, even for women. I'm not just saying, like, men have misconceptions. We all have misconceptions about women's pleasure because we're not taught anything about it. We're just told, go off and have good sex. And it's this magical thing where you meet the perfect person and then, boom, sex happens. Mm. But actually, like with anything, we need to learn about it. And the more we learn about it, the more we understand ourselves and the more we practice it, the better we get. And I think so often it's the case with porn where we have these ideas that female pleasure is just this instant quick fix thing and that's not the case like it just mm -hmm. isn't the case and I think then it gives misconceptions especially to younger boys of what they might be expecting when they're getting involved with a woman and what a woman might like mm -hmm. and usually it's much too hard much too fast much too quick um, so then that's a dangerous misconception to have and it's also about the misconception of what women look like and men but usually it's the women whose bodies aren't actually they've all been augmented in some kind of way bleached shaved augmented um and then that gives an, a, a really dangerous misconception i think yeah so there is danger in that and slowing it down as well removes this expectation on both man and women men and women when you're in that moment where you're together and you're being intimate what you don't want to have is a sense of a rush particularly if there's ever been struggle there, particularly if you're in a long-term relationship. Take your time, like discover bits about yourself and the other person that are like, like there's like erogenous zones everywhere. Like there really are. We're so limited in how we know our bodies and know each other's bodies. And we can play with that stuff and really find very, very juicy bits that can really prolong and enhance our sex lives massively. So that's a biggie. The next thing I'd like to talk about is blood flow. Mm -hmm. Like you mentioned at the start, uh, our pandemic of the pelvis, being that we have this, you know, uh, very taut, uh, very uh, essentially rigid and frigid sort of area bound, bound down in our, in, in our, our pelvic bowl, 
where there's like a real restriction on blood flow. It's the anathema to good sex. What we want is lots of good blood flow. As we know, um, Viagra, the biggest whatever it is selling drug, I think in the world is like something ridiculous like that. And it is all based on blood flow. It's based on nitric oxide uh, synthesis, which is that thing that when your body senses hypoxia, it delivers nitric oxide that allows to expand blood vessels and hey presto, for guys, you get a hard on. In terms of natural sources, and there are ways to do this. I don't know why we need it, to be honest, Viagra, because we already had nitrate-rich foods. We already have beetroot, right? I know it sounds like bullshit, but seriously, beetroot juice instead of Viagra. Drop your Viagra, save yourself a fortune and feel good. Systemic blood flow uh, that's supported by, by, by beetroot and the research on beetroot is like profound in terms of athletic performance. And when you talk athletic performance, you always talk sexual performance. It's the same thing. Um, we want to heal the blood vessel walls as well. So looking at the sort of anthocyanins that are in our dark purple fruits and veggies, things like beetroot, that's vital. So nitrates, celery, beetroot, there's a bunch of different foods. Go Google them and get them into your diet and take them as concentrated shots before you have sex. Pomegranate. There you go. There's another one. Exactly that. And pomegranate's been mm. in all the ancient rituals about around libido and as an aphrodisiac for centuries and centuries because of that exact reason. They just instinctively knew, okay, it's beautiful and it references loads of things and what it looks like, but it's also about bringing all that blood flow to the area and that kind of juiciness, which is super yeah. key. Yes, pomegranate has a thing called citrulline. Citrulline recycles arginine. Arginine feeds the nitric oxide pathways. That's how you go. Um, arginine, also lots of arginine in chocolate, funny enough. So it's Fun. exciting. So people can mm. buy a package, a libido package for mm. uh, Valentine's Day, which is like pomegranate, delicious chocolate, beetroot, nice oils. Delish. Nice. Um, so the last thing that we wanted to talk about was stress less. Mm. It's the only thing you need to do is stress less for all things of your life. But particularly if you want to have great sex, you can't be stressed. Your body, when it's in fight or flight, just doesn't want to have sex. It doesn't want to procreate. So it's all it's thinking about is running away from whatever saber-toothed tigers or dinosaurs or whatever it's threatening it at that particular moment, or just a big inbox of emails or a shitty conversation in work or personal life. Um, but it, yeah, so that um, fight or flight mode sends the blood flow away from the organs into the hands and feet and the face. And the genitals obviously are getting real mm. lack of that. And, uh, you know, the cervix and the womb. And, and as we've learned, there are cervical orgasms as well as vaginal and clitoral orgasms. What? Mm. So exciting. Stop the press. Um, but it's also about your mind. So when we're stressed, we're in our head and not in our body. And I think the, the biggest problem, one of the biggest problems, the biggest kind of blocks to having good sex is when you lie down and you're with your partner and you fancy them and everyone knows that stuff feels good, but you're there thinking about like, how many chores have I got to do? What could I be doing later? How did that person speak to me? Are the kids okay? Is someone gonna come into the room? You're not in that lovely place of like, relaxing your body and breathing really deeply and feeling the sensations from your partner like that's not mm -hmm. happening and so it's also about creating less stress in your life in general so we haven't got this fight or flight thing that's mm -hmm. going on but it's also about creating an atmosphere where there isn't time pressure there isn't stress around it because oftentimes we try to kind of shoehorn sex into like early morning last thing at night we're already really tired or in a rush so it's also about I think people kind of get the notion that scheduling sex is like the anti-sexy, but it actually doesn't have to be that. Like it can be this beautiful build-up that you've like planned it, you know it's gonna happen mm. then, you can send each other texts, you can think about what you're gonna do to each other, you can create the space and mm. have nice smells, nice candles, soft furnishing, whatever it is, but it's more about the spaciousness around it rather exactly. than the space so that you're knowing that it's not like, okay, quick, we've got 10 minutes, we're just getting into the good stuff, go. Exactly, so it's about dropping the pathologization of problems in your sex. And I'd like to re 
re-terminologize uh, erectile dysfunction as erectile distraction because that's oh, really all it is. Good. All we need to do is like get away from the the idea that there is like some fundamental problem in my body and I can't do this thing. Of course you can do it, but you're distracted from it. You're stressed. You're doing all the things that we've spoken about already. So this is part one. Tune in for part two. More top tips for great sex. Thanks for watching.